very warm and special good evening to you all my cherished listeners i can see jesse justin araba nanama sugri thank you for joining us on today's episode of the uefa champions league which is a special coverage team the explainer what sanctions mean for roman abramovich and chelsea chelsea has been trending in the news this past few days and that's because roman abramovich's attempt to sell chelsea has been halted by after the oligarch was sanctioned by the uk government as part of its response to russia's invasion of ukraine so tonight as always wherever you are tuning in to this episode from whether you're in the USA, on the African continent, Americas, Asia, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, welcome to the most exciting and educative sports show on the calling platform with yours truly, Philip Alimo. Tonight, it's a packed show. I'm privileged as well. And I think it's an order. International Women's Day was celebrated not too long but it's very important i acknowledge her on this particular platform she has been and is an example of a trailblazer on the african continent she is the first female coach to have coached an elite university that is a chassis university premier league club to win the university's league and tonight she's with us on the show she's nanama Ayeno. Nanama, kudos to you. I celebrate you and we value and respect your tenacity and perseverance in breaking the bias. And I hope to see you rise to the pinnacle of world football and hopefully to the level of the Champions League and the World Cup. Tonight, we are celebrating... We've, we've celebrated Nanama on the show, but we'll go straight to tonight's business of the day, which is Chelsea as a football club and what the sanctions means for the club. Uh, Justin, first of all, can you join me on stage? And then... So, Justin, good evening and welcome. Um, good evening, Philip. Thank you for having me tonight. De- Definitely, definitely. Tonight, I'm going to do something special. And um, uh, Justin, I'm going to give you the floor to first introduce to us um, who, who our guest is for tonight. And we take, we'll take it up from there. Well, thank you, Philip, for having me. And since tonight we are talking about Chelsea, um, I decided to invite a few of my Chelsea friends that I know from around. Um, Jesse, I you know who was former AFA president of Ashesi in the year 2020. Um, he is one of them, as well as Shugri Johnson, who is a friend of mine and a very, very 
dedicated Chelsea fan, as well as my friend, another friend who's a musician, Jojo Addison, who's a very, very good Chelsea fan. So those are the people on tonight's show. Can they join us on stage, uh, ladies first? We can pick Nanama and then we pick her thoughts and what the situation is with Chelsea as a football club. Yes, Nanama, if you're with us, you can just press the call button and then you would you would join us on stage. Whilst we wait for Nanama to join us on stage, I would want to give a brief background on what the situation is with Chelsea as a club. With Chelsea as a club. So who is Roman Abramovich? Roman Abramovich was born in Saratov, Russia. He grew up extremely poor and became an orphan when his parents died before he was four years old. He dropped out of college and joined the army and eventually started selling rubber ducks out of his apartment. He was making $3,000 a year. But his life changed in the 90s. All businesses in Russia were state-owned. But when the Soviet Union collapsed in 1991, these businesses were transferred to private owners. This created Russian oligarchs. And one of the biggest beneficiaries was Roman Abramovich. Roman Abramovich and his friend Boris had deep relationships with the Russian government. That enabled them to buy state-owned assets for pennies on the, for pennies on the dollar and the two became two joint owners of Cyberneft's oil group in 1995 that made them billionaires overnight. Yes, Nanama, good to have you on the show tonight. How are you? Can you mute your microphone? Good evening and good to have you on the show tonight. Yeah, good evening, Philip. Yes, and uh, I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. And um, it feels good to have you on the show tonight. And like I said in my earlier precision, kudos on all the excellent work you are doing um, in the field of coaching as far as women's football is concerned. And tonight, Chelsea as a football club, what do you feel about the whole situation? Thank you for having me, Philip. Um, as a fan of Chelsea, it's a bit difficult to soak all the attention and pressure in. But I think that in terms of how Chelsea has managed the situation so far, they've done pretty well and not let it affect their performance on the pitch. 
and but in general before we get into the integrity of the sanctions and all of it um, i'll just say that this situation could have been handled better without involving the club as it has been involved at this level but all the same um, i can understand the situation and the um, effects on um, ukrainians at this point and why they would take such drastic measures however it could have been handled better definitely uh, it could have been handled better it could have been handled better and when you say it could have been handled better as a fan what do you think could have been some of the situations that could have been mitigated to ensure that um, the club and the fans and the general public do not find themselves where they find themselves now in terms of the relationship with sponsors fans not being able to attend the games and all yeah in terms of fans not being able to attend the games it's as if um uh it's not chelsea sorry it's as if the the english fa or the premier league is attacking chelsea fans and chelsea as a you know football community rather than just abramovich um if you do not want abramovich to have access to his wealth his funds to support putin in any way i think you could still make um the club function though the assets have been frozen and then the money that is generated through you know um selling the tickets club merchandise and all of that could be just given to um the victims of the ukrainian conflict however the that's why i feel like it could be it could have been handled better i think it's an unfair sanction he had decided to step down though i can understand that he um was only given out his stewardship not necessarily ownership and it brought more attention to him in that regard but he had decided to put the um the 1.5 billion which he says he's not taking and he's going to give um he's going to give it to the i think the those who have been affected by the war and so i don't get why the sanctions were so drastic it's a bit wild if you ask me the foundation uh, the chelsea foundation has done a lot of great work in the community um, they had given access to their hotels during the um, the pandemic but all this went after the bridge um i can understand how these sanctions could possibly force putin to put the entire conflict to a halt but i don't think it will be that easy at least let the fans support the club sell the match tickets and give the revenue to ukraine then because if we are being honest it seems as if it was never about ukraine in the first place you know chelsea the fans staff and players it should be viewed separately from a premise that's what i think definitely 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 i and i agree i agree with you to some extent uh because uh for the average worker who walks in every morning to go to chelsea to work uh what abramovich does has no correlation with what they do at the club and to 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 stifle the club's um, activities the way it has been done it means 
people cannot go about their day-to-day -day activities like they should and fans not going to the stadium to express their love for the club also so to that extent yes i agree i agree i agree with you uh, do you think in any way this would have a telling effect on Chelsea's season going forward? I think it could, um, depending on how they manage the situation. At the moment, it seems they are, you know, psychologically fit and in the right space to compete. And there hasn't been any surprising different performance yet. But in the long run, should there be a change in ownership, which we are looking forward to, and they, the new ownership decides to make certain decisions that are not aligned with what was expected, it could affect um, how things um, happen or go on with the club. Definitely, definitely. And uh, Nanama, hold your fire. I would like to also get the opinion of another Chelsea fan and how they feel. Tonight is dedicated to Chelsea, after which we'll come to the nitty-gritties of the sanctions. So any Chelsea fan can actually press the call button and, uh, and, 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 and join. Maybe Jesse? Yes. Jesse, good to have you on the show tonight. Yeah. Hi. Can you hear me? It's, yes, it's I can hear I can hear you. I can hear you. Good to have you. Good to have you on the show tonight. And uh tonight, um how do you feel as a Chelsea fan? How do you feel? Tell me how you feel as a Chelsea fan. Okay. Honest as a Chelsea fan, it's it's a bit unfair. On the club because well we do know the owner of the club is Roman Abramovich but for the government to to oppose these sanctions on the club at this um, juncture of the season is a bit too harsh and very unfair because the government was all aware we taking taxes or in revenue for the past 19 years but until the situation they hadn't voiced out any wrongdoings of Roman till now. That, that's a bit hypocritical if you, if you look at it that way. And they, they, they haven't said anything prior to this moment that Roman has done A, B, or C, but they, they come around the whole, with the whole situation because of the stance they've taken with Ukraine towards the war and say, yeah, we have to put these sanctions on a team that is actually right, um, right now thriving in their league and, and in, in all the tournaments they are involved in. So, yeah, I feel it's a bit harsh, a bit unfair to, for Chelsea to be going through this at this time. At this, uh, at this particular time, at this particular time. And uh, I, asked, I asked my earlier guest the same question, and I'm going, to, I'm going to ask you something similar. Now, Chelsea is still in contention for the league. It's, it's nine games to go. Anything can still happen. They have the FA Cup this weekend against Middlesbrough. Um, they've been drawn in the Champions League quarterfinals against Real Madrid. Going forward, these are very tricky duels for the club. Do you think the club can navigate these games to get a meaningful impact out of the season in terms of trophies? 
Yeah, in in terms of trophies, that that would be that would be that would be a hassle because we we're not really having a good run for some part of the season. But now it seems like everything is cool. But in terms of financial um, dependence, which most of the players and the team and the whole um, club depends on, is going to be a little bit um, um, limited. It would affect players psychologically, even though they are trying to put in all their best. Um, I like the confidence of Tuko in most of the interviews concerning this matter. He he rightly said that today before the Leon match that the, um, he could personally drive a bus if we have to 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 do to to play the match. And yeah, I like the positive energy within his um, interviews and all. But well, we just have to wait because. It, these things take a, a toll on players psychologically, and they may come out strong, but still, it, it, if it's not for you, as I say, it's not for you, it's not for you. So, yes, definitely. But as a Chelsea fan, as a Chelsea fan, what is your expectation for the club going into the two games, the FA Cup tie, and in the next two weeks, the Champions League quarterfinals with Real Madrid? Do you think Chelsea stand a chance? To get at least a silverware this season, they do. They do stand a chance. With Middlesbrough, well, I think I have watched them take down big giants in the in, in the FA Cup. It would be a struggle to play that match, and well, it would be as I say, it would be a struggle to, to play that match. But I believe, I believe that Chelsea will pull up if, well, as I say, Kai Havertz plays the match. He he shows the in the big moments, and if if he he's um, he's featured in this game. I think tomorrow he will he will prove it. But in the Real Madrid fi- um, fixture, I had a conversation with my colleagues a few um, prior to this to this draw today. That well, I do have the hopes of Chelsea beating Real Madrid once again. I do have the hopes. Looking at the Real Madrid team right now, Karim Benzema is a bit injured, and looking at the few weeks that he has well, left to recover and come back, well, I do not think. Real Madrid is a strong team. Looking at the midfield they have and compared to Chelsea's midfield. So, yeah, I believe we'll take Real Madrid down once more. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And um, just before you, 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 uh, we wrap up with you to pick the next, the next caller, going forward, going forward, what are your expectations for the club? Because right now, for some Chelsea fans I've spoken to, they are like, we do not know what tomorrow holds for the club because of their uncertainties and what is next. But today, as at 9 p.m. Central European time, the bids have officially been closed. And hopefully uh, the, 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 the company that has been designated to oversee the entire process would shortlist the potential bias. What are your expectations given all things being equal for the next few days for the club? Well, for the club, in my opinion right now, um, it would be it would be good to have new honours. It would be good looking at it. It would be good to have really um, new honours to at least boost. It will mostly um, um, boil down to finances. So it will be good to get some new sponsors and move on with that because right now the the current situations will impair some people 
some privileges back. Yeah, I think if moving forward they just put aside this whole sanctions and get new owners, I, I believe that'll be positive for the club. And uh, Jesse, I know you have very good knowledge of the Ghanaian market and everything. Um, over the yeah. last few days, we've read extensively in the news that there is a Ghanaian business magnet uh, who has shown interest in buying the club. As a Ghanaian, how do you feel about this? And what are the prospects? Well, <laughs> that is... <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> that is a good one um as a Ghanaian it would be it would be a good um initiative if that is very possible or possible that would be very very good for the country I guess but well I'm not too sure about the logistics that goes on into um getting him on board with to, to own that club but I don't I don't know. I don't. I don't really know what to say about what he would do and how he coordinates that. But if if it's possible, then it will be a very good thing for the for the country in general. Because, yeah, I won't say more. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting how you burst into laughter, and uh, I've been following the Ghanaian commentary on Twitter, on Twitter, on Twitter. But I I say this and I ask this. Uh, for the purposes of my cherished audience and listeners who have also been following the news. And uh, we understand that uh, this person is like um, a political figure in Ghana. But if you could give us a bit more background about what we see on, the, on, on, on Twitter in particular, um, I understand he's called Chairman Wuntumi in Ghana, but um, officially he's known as... Uh, Kweku in Chibosiakon, and is um, into mining and other things. If you could give my audience from the diaspora a bit of background about, just very brief, very brief, on what you know as a Ghanaian about this person, as a Chelsea fan. Uh, as a Chelsea fan, um, I wouldn't be able to get so much information about him, but for all my, what I know, he is, a, yeah, as he said, a politician, and well, and, and a business owner, and a businessman actually, businessman in the country. And well, looking at what he's popularly known as, Chairman Wuntumi, Wuntumi is a Ghanaian lingo in Chi, which is you can't. So it looks like if he, in, in his field of business, you cannot take him down. That's what I'm trying to, maybe that's what he's trying to portray. But in terms of his business and um, I'm not too familiar with what he does, but I know he's just a um, owner of a gold mine and a politician. That's mostly what I know about him. Definitely, definitely. Thank you so much, Jesse. I've actually enjoyed the latter part of my conversations with you, with you, with you. And um, can we get Sugri also uh, joining us to tell us how he feels as a Chelsea fan, as a Chelsea fan. Tonight is for Chelsea fans and uh, Yes, Sugri, good to have you on the show tonight. Can you unmute your mic? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Good to have you on the show tonight. Thank you, thank you. It's yes. a pleasure being here. Yes. How do you feel? How do you feel as a Chelsea fan? How do you feel? About the whole Abramovich saga? Definitely. Yes, yes. 
Um, for me, it's kind of sketchy because as a Chelsea fan, you should, like, how should I even say it? You should normally love this guy. It's like, it's the norm to love this guy because he's changed the whole history about the club, how the club runs, how they do business, you understand? But then when you go to the to the to the tabloids and stuff, you see news about him being involved in in a lot of stuff. But then it's so it's so disheartening because honestly, for me, I love the guy because he you can actually see he loves the club, like he wants the best for the club. But then his extra stuff, like the extra stuff he's involved in, is just making it. So I'm I'm a bit sketchy, like it's fifty fifty. You understand? It's it's fifty fifty. About like that's how I feel about the whole saga. Definitely, it is fifty fifty. Um, Sugri, you said something which was quite interesting, and I want to just chip it in. Why Chelsea fans actually love Roman Abramovich? So Roman Abramovich purchased Chelsea in two thousand and three for nearly two hundred million dollars. He then pumped $2 billion of his own money into the club and turned them into a powerhouse overnight. Before Abramovich, Chelsea had never won a league title in 48 years. But since 2003, they have won five. So that puts into perspective how many Chelsea fans feel. And I can understand how you also feel. Uh, tonight and going forward how do you envisage Chelsea's season to look like in terms of trophies on the field do you think Um, what is happening would impact the players psychologically um, honestly I I do not think it will have an effect on the players because we have a competent manager who is doing the best for us that is Tuchel he puts the right players on the pitch at the right time and I'm confident in him. So we are still in the race for the FA Cup and the Champions League. For the Premier League, I think it's all done. It's between Man City and Liverpool right now. So I think we can have a decent run in both in both tournaments. And I don't think I don't think it will affect us in any way. I think the, the players are locked and loaded. So and for 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 to 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 add to add to add some more exciting news for Chelsea, Real Madrid has never beaten Chelsea in the Champions League, and they've never beaten Thomas Tuchel as a coach, also in the Champions League. How do you feel about this as a Chelsea fan? <laughs> well, records are there to be broken because I remember in I think it was 2018, 2017. Messi hasn't hadn't scored against Chelsea before, and he that like he met us like almost like six times or something, and he broke it. So I don't I don't look at those kind of records as something which you like records are there to be broken. So that's not something I'm standing on. I'm standing on the team being fit. If the whole team is fit then I know we, we stand a chance. And as Jesse also said, it's like Benzema isn't fit right now. So he's their main f- like force in attack. So if and he isn't that fit, I think yes. we stand a chance. I think we stand a chance. And what about Vinicius? Vinicius. 
if only Alonso doesn't play, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting. Um, tonight, I'm, I'm loving tonight's conversation. It's all about the fans, and it's actually a Chelsea fan zone uh, tonight. And also looking at Roman Abramovich's involvement with Chelsea as a football club. And uh, who is your favorite Chelsea player and, uh, uh, throughout the season? Who has stood out for you? My favorite Chelsea player this season. Mm. I have to give it to Thiago Silva. Thiago Silva. Wow, definitely, definitely. Yeah, he's yeah. he's been he's been as solid as a rock at, yes. at thirty seven years. Yep, yep. He's he's a very solid guy. I, I can't even believe his age because he plays like he's twenty eight, twenty nine. He's a I know, right? Defender, yeah, I he's know, really I know, I know. What what do you make of Romelu Lukaku? It's been a while since we heard from him. <laughs> Lukaku. Lukaku is, is, is a really funny topic because I'll be honest with you, I was I was I was a, like I was a silent fan because I wasn't really involved with the Syria R. Like I wasn't watching the Syria R as much as I should. But then I was a I was a silent fan because I was listening. Yeah, I was watching um, him in the Belgium team. I mostly watch him in the Belgium t- team during the the was it the World Cup qualifiers or the Euros qualifiers, like the early stages. So when there was a chance that we could sign him, I was like, "Hey," because you remember last season, um, last season we're using Werner. Have it and mount as the three, and we could all see it. it was obvious we needed a striker. So when Chelsea were targeting Lukaku, I was like, okay, yeah, we have something here. So when he came, I didn't miss an interview from him. I watched everything, I watched every interview from him. But then, since I don't know, since the the first international break of the starting starting of the season. He hasn't been the the same player because before the starting of the international break, he was he, he scored like five goals, I think. Yeah, he scored like five goals. He was firing firing in all cylinders and stuff, but then after the first international break, he hasn't been the same player. And it's so disappointing. It's it's very disappointing because we paid almost hundred I think it was hundred million, right? Correct me if I'm, I'm I'm wrong. No, definitely you are right. You are right. You are right. No, I mean his his price tag. Yes, I'm not sure about his price. Yes, tag. you are right. You are right with the price tag. In fact, yeah, and uh, it's actually it's actually Chelsea's most expensive. Yes, uh, uh, signing. Yeah, exactly. Ever. Yes, yes. And the second is habits, but yes. he's 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 picking up form recently. Yes, he, he has picked up form recently. So the Lukaku situation is is mind-baffling to me because he was the Serie A MVP last year and I think he was third in goals like in the goal boot race I think he was third so Romelu Lukaku is I don't know I don't know but then yet again as players 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 have like a cold stretch and they have a hot stretch so I'm just hoping like before, like, until the end of the season, he does something. Like, he might as well maybe win as the Champions League or even the FA Cup. We do not know. So, 
Let's see. Definitely. But I'm, I, I, I'll, I'll, try, I'll try and give. I'll try and give Lukaku another season. I'll try and give Lukaku another season. I know the Justin Justin won't agree with me, but then I think <laughs> I think I think Lukaku Lukaku deserves another season because he's hundred million. And he has yes, and he's proved it in the English league before because he has been with Everton. I think he's he scored he scored hundred goals whilst being at Everton. Yes, yes. yes so. Yeah, I think so. That, that's 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 my stance on the Lukaku situation. I want I want to give him another season. Definitely. Just before you go, Sugri, I want to give you a bit of background and our cherished audience on the government sanctions on Chelsea, what Chelsea can do and cannot do. So, Chelsea can do the following: they can continue to play games, receive broadcast money, and allow season ticket holders to attend games. What Chelsea cannot do, they cannot buy new players, agree new contracts, sell tickets for games, sell club shop merchandise, and sell the club unless Abramovich allows the UK government to take control of the process and he receives no proceeds from the sales. So here is my question. Chelsea can sign new players with players' contracts expiring one solid player who has been outstanding, Anthony Rudiger. Do you think mm-hmm. at the end of the season, as a Chelsea fan, he is going to leave or he's going to stay with the club? Christensen is already rumored to be joining Barcelona and already has an agreement in place with the Spanish Giants. Mm-hmm. What do you make of this? And Chelsea also has a number of players on loan on loan on, on loan to other clubs. What do you feel as a Chelsea fan in terms of players' contract expiring and what can be done with the existing situation? Um honestly, um with the Rudiger situation, I think he'll resign. It's, it's, it's just that he was demanding higher wages than Chelsea offered and there was like a kind of mis- misunderstanding but then I know at some point in time there would have been an agreement before the sanctions came. So I'm hoping the I'm hoping the club gets sold and every contract gets into place. For Christiansen, I know he's already out the door because I saw a tweet from Fabrizio that he's already gone to Barcelona. Like his agent met with Barcelona and it's already agreed. And it's, it's it's very funny because the government, the UK government, actually wants uh, uh, Roman to just give give them the club for free. So I actually do not know what will happen. But then I know if that part of the salary clears up, every contra- contract will just come into place. Yeah, and for the transfers, actually. Every every department in my in my in my book is 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 good. The defense is good. The midfield is good because Kante has picked up form. Kovacic has picked up form. Even Loftus Cheek, even though he's not a popular player, people like I like him. He's good. He's good. So the midfield is actually good to me. But the attack, the attack is just not up to par. So that's what I was actually hoping that in the summer. 
would actually strengthen, like, like, will actually add proper wingers, and maybe will give Lukaku competition with another striker. Even though I and I, I don't know, uh, Broha from Southampton might might come back, but I don't think he's up to Lukaku's level. But then, yeah. Def- but but then it's, it's really funny because the UK government actually wants the the club for free, and I actually do not know if Abramovich would do it. But then I see the love he ha- he has for the club, and I, I guess he might just let it go because to him I don't think it's about money because the club is estimated at three billion pounds, and I don't I I well to it's a fifty fifty for me again because. I actually do not know if he might give it up or he might just let the club run like this. But if he lets the club run like this, it won't last like it won't last more than half a year. The club will just enter crisis. So, yeah, definitely, definitely. Sugri, just before you leave us, what information do you have or knowledge do you have about this Ghanaian businessman who also wants to buy? Chelsea and has actually bid for the club. And as a Ghanaian, how do you feel about this? <laughs> that must have this situation. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to temper with it because I'm not a political guy. <laughs> so, but then I don't. I actually do not know if he's serious or not. But if he's serious, then it's, it's a good situation because. Having an African owner is always good. I remember when Dan Gote wanted to buy Arsenal and they rejected him and there was a kind of racism saga in there. But then if there's someone in Ghana who wants to who wants to buy Chelsea, we're all up for it. If he's capable of doing it, so yeah. But I actually do not know any information about it. I'm not a political guy. But I do know he's a politician. I do know he's a politician. Yes, definitely, definitely. I've enjoyed speaking to you, Sugri, and uh, as well as tonight. Tonight is definitely one of our most exciting nights, and it's actually our very first fan zone conversation, and we hope to continue this. And I'll be very grateful if another Chelsea caller can join us on the line. Yes. Whilst we wait for another Chelsea caller, um, Justin, can you join us on stage? Yes, Justin. Hi, hi, Philip. Yes, and um, you are a European football expert. You have followed uh, Chelsea's season, and you have followed the challenges with the sanctions and everything, and you have heard from the fans. What is your general assessment of the whole situation, and what do you think Chelsea as a football club must do and, uh, to mitigate the current crisis they find themselves? I mean, I think it's as simple as possible. Um, They just need to find a buyer as quick as possible, not to enter into administration by May. And 
possibly if if they have a buyer with a lot of good credentials, the sale could be done as soon as possible. So I believe that well it was it was something that was bound to happen because as an owner since two thousand and three I saw the targets at his back by the UK government and being accused of sports washing um his money from Russia to London. So I think it's I think it is time for Chelsea to get a credible owner that the UK government believe or they think that is good enough and wouldn't want to launder their money through the country's capital. So apart from that, there's there's the the solution I believe is as simple as possible and Chelsea needs to get an owner. Definitely, definitely. Thank you so much, uh, Justin, uh, for your contribution. And just before you leave, uh, have we exhausted all the Chelsea fans that are with us tonight? You mentioned one friend who loves music. I don't know if we've heard from him yet. Um, he is still in the in the room, I think. Addison, you can call and come up if 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 you like. Yes, yes, Addison. Good to have you tonight. Can you unmute your call? Yes, um, my pleasure. Good to have. Good, 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 good to be here. I, I really see. I really, I'm really enjoying the conversation that we are having about um, what's currently happening. What's currently happening at the club right now? I'm actually driving, so so um, if my attention, if I'm lagging or my thing, I'm delaying a bit. Just pardon me. No problem, no problem. This is actually the fan zone, and it's actually exciting and refreshing to know that we have fans joining us at different points of their daily activities. How do you feel? How do you feel as a Chelsea fan? How do you feel as a Chelsea fan? To be honest, I'm actually having mixed feelings as a Chelsea fan. Um, first of all, because uh, we've we've seen we've, this is not the first time we've been sanctioned. The first time was was a blessing in disguise. This is also looking like a blessing in disguise. But um, just just as a fan, not not being able not being able to see my fellow fans go to the stadium and enjoy themselves and support the club, and then also um, seeing the club being sanctioned for things that aren't the club's fault is just a bit disappointing. So it's just uh, we are just hoping for the best, really. Who who has been your standout player? This season, um, this season, <laughs> um, quite unfortunate. Uh, he's he's sidelined because of injury, but that would be Reece James. He was he was having a good season. I'm quite sure he would have hit double figures, maybe goals or assists, if if he was healthy and probably he would lead us to challenging for the title, um, the Premier League title. So um, I was quite disappointed to see him. You know, get sidelined by injury. But apart from him, Kai Habit, you know, even though he's just had a short run of form, it's just exciting to see him hit um, a top level of confidence. We are seeing the harvest that we've always wanted, you know, we've always wanted to see, even though we saw glimpses of um, excellence from him one, once or twice last season. So, yeah, these are, and my, to be, these are to, my topics. And to be very honest, his goal, the goal that he scored over the weekend, I've watched it countless number of times. The technique is absolutely impeccable. Impeccable. Yeah, yeah. 
testament to his his technical ability. Alves is a top is a top is a top talent. And we just hope to get the best out of him. You spoke about Reese James and yes. talking about Reese James, Reese James is a Chelsea Academy product. And yes. Roman Abramovich is one man having taken over Chelsea as an owner, has invested heavily in the Chelsea Academy, which has resulted in the club producing many players. And Chelsea is one of the few clubs that is running excellently well in terms of revenue and player sales. Going forward, as a fan, which player, first of all, apart from Rich James, that has come from the academy, has stood out for you? And as a fan, how do you think Chelsea can mitigate the problem of not having to sign new contracts and, and bringing in new players? Uh, it's, this, this is quite tough to pick to pick one. I mean, so many um, products from the academy have been excellent. Even though, even if they are not, they are they are not with us. Konogalaga, as an example, Tomori. Um, I could talk about um, Broha, and then also talk about uh, Chaloba. Even though uh, recently he's been having a, 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 um, rough patches, but yeah. Kobam, like Kobam is always, you know, is, is always going to is always going to churn out top talent, and then um, oh, I, Mason Mount, Mason Mount. I can't believe I forgot yeah, to mention uh, Mason Mount. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe I forgot to mention Mason. But yeah, yeah, like Kobam, we, we we are just trusting in them to keep channeling to churning our top talent, so we can we can you know introduce them to the top the top team so they can help us win more win more um, silverware because they they are always top they are always top quality just before you leave us anderson chelsea real madrid what is your prediction oh we equip them charlie i uh, no doubt uh, i trust them to tell definitely definitely yeah. i've really enjoyed speaking to 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 you and to all chelsea fans uh, tonight and um, I am looking forward to many, many more exciting conversations um, in the next episodes with you all. And just before we wrap up, just before we wrap up, um, anyone on the line who would love to join us on stage? Um, I see Jesse, I see Justin, I see Araba, I see Rudy Garcia. Thank you so much, Rudy. I extremely appreciate you tuning in to join us and i see sugri i have just seen ac joining us ac would you mind to make a contribution as a chelsea fan otherwise we would wrap up with the show tonight and just before we wrap up with the show tonight i have one last submission to make war has no winners and some things are bigger than sports and for me while the sports world is focused on roman abramovich chelsea and the implications of the sanctions we can't forget that millions of innocent lives are being negatively impacted by the violent conflict in Ukraine. And we can only pray and hope for peace. And all of us 
can get on to our lovely lives again. As always, it's been exciting coming your way with tonight's episode of the UEFA Champions League show. In the coming days, and especially on Monday, we'll be having European football star Bernard Tepeti will be joining us on Monday for a special edition time with a European football star. He'll be telling us about his journey to European football. Bernard was a former striker with Schalke 04, currently plays with Belgium giants Luda Greats. He's played in the German Bundesliga, UEFA Champions League, and UEFA Europa League. That episode is on 6.30 p.m. GMT on Monday. And I would absolutely love it if you can make time and join us on that episode. Until then, I wish you all a blissful weekend. And to all my Chelsea fans, I wish you good success. Good success in your game against Middlesbrough. Until same time, Monday. It's adios for now, and I'll leave you with our signature tune. Hopefully, in our next episode, I will get the Chelsea anthem and play for my Chelsea fans. Until then, have a lovely weekend.